Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and part one of the Bachelorette finale arrived. There was a lot to unpack, but also nothing at the same time, which I feel like a lot of people have been saying about this season. I am joined by someone who knows a thing or two about being on The Bachelor. She's been on this show before. I love recapping with her. Kayla Quinn, how are you? Great, Sarah. So great to be back. Thanks for having me. I feel like this has been a female empowerment season. I love the two best friends, and so I'm excited to recap it. So have you been enjoying watching the double bachelorettes? Because personally, I do think it was pacing really well. Now I feel like it's like, okay, maybe we did miss out on a few things for Ivan, for example. Like I didn't know she was so in love with him, Ivan. But otherwise, I think as a fan, it has been nice because going back and forth, there's not like the, they cut out most of the boring parts because there's too much to show. What what have you thought as a viewer of kind of going back and forth between Gabby and Rachel's stories this season? I feel like this season was a more in-depth, um, layered season because there were two women. We also had the friendship dynamic. They got to support one another. And I just thought it was a really fun twist on what we always see. And you know what? I love better odds in the love story department, because as we can see, a lot of the guys aren't ready. And you know what? If, if there's one engagement, then that's what we're watching. That's what we're waiting for. And so I really loved having two bachelorettes. That's true. Do you think they're going to try to do it with two bachelors or do you think they're just hoping people forget and are like, they didn't say we're announcing two bachelors next week. They said there'll be a bachelor. I feel like they're not going to do it. Yeah. I feel like they're going to go back to traditional because when you have one bachelor, there's so many women that there's enough drama as it is. So women bring the drama. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. I know you weren't obviously the bachelorette and there was like talks at the time and you're married now, but if there was an option to have done it, like with a bachelor BFF, do you think that would have been something you would have been interested in? Or at the time, do you think you would have been like, no, absolutely. This will never work. Just throwing that out there. Of course. Yeah. I think it'd be awesome to go through this like entire experience with somebody else. And the nice thing about Gabby and Rachel is they're not competitive. They're super supportive. And so to have a best friend go through that with you, I mean, I feel like there's nothing better. It's, it's yeah. It's like having a host, but is your best friend. Yeah, they definitely, the, the, the two of them opening up to each other, which we didn't see 
that much last night, but we saw throughout the season, especially ahead of the fantasy suite dates, it's so much more organic and real than like Jesse Palmer or Chris Harrison or whoever having to try to like get inside their head. Cause Jesse Palmer even admitted last night when I was the bachelor, I don't remember it being this dramatic. It's like, cause it wasn't Jesse Palmer. It's very different. Yeah. Now. Exactly. And they both have shared experiences and they both trust each other. So it's just, you see a real friendship. It's a real dynamic that you love. So even if there are no proposals, if everyone breaks up to me, I still love their friendship. Yeah. That's a love story. I think we got locked yes, in the two of them. I agree. Um, and I don't know if they could recreate this with any other people. Cause I do think it takes a specific kind of friendship and all the things you mentioned. Um, but we did see the two of them on stage together. This was like a live back and forth thing that was partly unnecessary to me but then the more they kept showing the little screens of the two of them watching the scenes back the more I was like actually this is the show I Gabby know. and Rachel watching Gabby and Rachel and Rachel's face the entire time I know. not look pleased and Gabby even watching some fights was kind of smiling so kind of gave away the ending in my opinion I know I feel like Rachel had does not have a poker face I would no. not take her to Vegas and it's okay you know we all have our strong suits but I think she's like such a perfectionist and she wants everything to be right so when she re-watches things going wrong I feel like it's really hard for her to relive it I think so too. And she even said at one point, Jesse Palmer, I'm always on the verge of tears. Yeah. Like yeah. She's clearly <laughs> going through it and she knows she's emotional. Um, but we did see the two of them on stage together a little bit. I did want to know, it looks like Rachel has darker hair. It almost looks gray, um, yeah. which was interesting to me. And Gabby looked great in those curls. So she's getting ready for those dancing with the stars looks. I did notice that. I agree. <laughs> um, and we picked up with Zach asking to talk to Rachel um, at the rose ceremony, ahead of the rose ceremony. And this felt very abrupt to me. And we really lost the punch because last week's episode, when he asked to talk to her and he was kind of spiraling and accusing her, honestly, of kind of faking their relationship up until overnights, it felt like, oh, this is going to be dramatic. And then to pick up, I didn't, it took, I didn't really get back into it. It felt abrupt. And it felt like, you know, he said, I didn't think I was seeing the real Rachel, but the bachelorette version of the Rachel, she didn't really react to that. And I was kind of surprised. I was expecting her to be more offended by that comment. I know. I think she knew it was the truth too. And she just admitted to everything and you could tell she's has deeper feelings for the other guys. And I feel like spending a whole night with somebody you're not really into would be really hard to lie. Um, she seems like a really genuine person, but I agree with you. It's very anticlimactic. They should have just, you know, they made this episode go extra over time. They should have just done that last time and just given us the the meat we wanted a hundred percent. And it was interesting because you know, she, he brought up this thing about age last week and obviously they're like six months apart. And I guess there's an argument to be made for women are more mature than men at 25 or 26, but that obviously felt weird. And she did admit the vibe was different. And it kind of just felt like maybe she should have ended this one before the overnight. I know it's a lot of things going through your head because when they got behind closed doors, he could feel a vibe shift. She could feel a vibe shift. And it was just over. And I feel like it's classic on The Bachelor to say like, I like you, but my heart is with someone else. And she probably should have just said that more explicitly instead of kind of like dropping these weird hints or doubts to him that he was trying to analyze (sighs) and was clearly blindsided by like, he had no idea he wasn't the winner, which I get is hard, but I feel like she should have just been like, it ain't you, I'm sorry, versus kind of like trying to find a reason because these reasons didn't make sense. I know. And it just, it feels bad because he overanalyze, I'm sure the entire conversation they had. 
Um, my thing is this entire season is like a male empowerment season because they give the men the power at the beginning to choose between which bachelorette. And so I feel like the men feel like they have more of a say this time Mm -hmm. around instead of kind of not just playing the part, but really focusing on their emotions. I think that they, um, just want to take control a lot more this season than others, just because they had control so early on. So maybe he kind of wanted his say and whatever, and she didn't like take the bait kind of, which I thought was interesting because she did say to Tino um, and Avon, you know, I don't speak ill of people, but I don't want anyone to question my character. And they right. probably were like, what does that mean? Like, it was kind of this <laughs> cryptic comment that we didn't address. Exactly. I mean, part of me is happy, I guess, that we didn't get into this like huge dramatic fight between Zach and Rachel, but it felt unresolved to me because even at their live reunion, he just came out apologizing, which I thought was a very interesting approach. Yeah, I think... I think he knew at the end of it. I mean, when you rewatch these things back, you fall, you watch her fall in love with somebody else. So he's like, it wouldn't have changed the end of it. Mm-hmm. I personally feel like he would have been let go with the rose ceremony anyway. Yeah, me too. After, yeah, after seeing that Avon exit. So it is what it is. Yeah. It's like, was he, did he just not care because <laughs> it was like April and now it's September and he's over it. And you're like, he watched, he probably saw everyone's been saying, Tino, clear front runner from the beginning. Yeah, you, you get clarity. But I've heard from a lot of people who came in, quote unquote, like third place that they thought it was them. But then looking back, it's like, oh, it was never me. But you like got so far. It's so close, but not quite there. Exactly. Yeah. You, you really, you had all the entire experiences, everyone else, but their feelings, I don't know never really caught up. My other note about Zach before we move on is I do think it was interesting that he came out being apologetic also because like there said, maybe he just watched it and was like, oh, it wasn't cool of me to kind of to say that and make those claims about her character. But another part of me was like, is he just apologizing or taking the high road? Cause it kind of looks good. And it's he like, they're still trying to figure out who the bachelor is going to be. Are they trying to plant those seeds there? I don't know. I'm just, I'm surprised that she just was like, don't be sorry. And didn't push it to be like, you called me fake. I don't know. I just really thought this was going to be a bigger deal. And I guess it doesn't matter, but I didn't feel like I got any closure. I know. I thought that Rachel would make it a bigger deal because her character was put into question, but at the same time, like she just like caved. It just She's wasn't defeated. a fight. Yeah. She, she cried enough this season. She's like, I'm not, not ready to cry some more over you, Zach. I've done enough crying. Yeah, I think so too. And Zach came off looking great. I mean, it was like a very anticlimactic. Jesse Palmer was really trying to push up like what happened in the fantasy suite. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, we're just different. It's like, clearly the camera stopped and he was like, all right, I guess we were both caught up in the show and there's nothing really here. Um, yeah. And I do think it was fair of him to be like, was the rest of our time genuine because when we were all of a sudden the cameras were gone, which is something people are maybe kind of throwing out there about Rachel, but I, we will never know because we weren't there. Right. Okay. Moving on to, this was really the Rachel show because Gabby got like five minutes of screen time, but Rachel's family, her parents, big Tony, who was obviously people were talking about since Clayton season, her mom and her two best friends. Um, they met Avon first and she kind of set it up. Like I have feelings for both of them, but I really trust Avon. He's like, he's so good looking. He's so supportive. And something that I didn't know about their relationship was when Rachel goes through something, she wants Avon to be her like first line of support. I feel like we haven't seen that at all. I just assumed she was the most in love with Tino based on what they put on my screens. No, I uh, completely agree. I feel like this came out of nowhere. It's like the secret relationship behind closed doors that we didn't know existed. And now Avon, like their connection apparently is so obvious and she just wants him to fawn over her like she's expected as the bachelorette the entire time. And apparently he doesn't 
reciprocate what she's expecting. Right. They had some clear dif- like differences on the plan, yeah. I guess. And this seems like maybe a miscommunication. Maybe he kind of changed his mind. Maybe she's overreacting. It feels like a lot going on between the two of them because it goes well when he talks to her parents. Her dad was much less harsh on both of them than I thought he would be, which good for him because you know, sometimes it's can come off a little aggressive if you're too mean, like Tino's parents, in my opinion. Um, but when talking to her friends, it was interesting because he did say, I want to be with Rachel. Um, I want the engagement to be perfect. I will only want to propose one time. And they're kind of pushing like, well, do you a hundred percent? Are you ready? Are you ready? And he's like, yeah, I can see myself getting there. I don't know how much time we have left. And it's this contrast of Rachel telling her dad, like, I'm going to be engaged in five days. And then you see that little thing in the corner where she starts to look pissed watching it all back. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is falling apart. But what did you think of, of her friends? Because they were asking the hard questions, like he said. Um, and he said, I've expressed that I'm ready for an engagement with where I'm at in life. And that kind of dropped the hint of, okay, he maybe just doesn't want to propose on the show, but it just seemed like there was some confusion there. A hundred percent. I feel like the friends asked all the tough questions. It's great that they um, really pushed him and it seemed like he opened up in a way he couldn't with Rachel. I don't know if he's like overly honest, which is great because we thought he was going to propose. Everyone did. Um, Because I think he's said in past episodes too, that he's ready for an engagement. And so I personally feel like he a hundred percent led her on. Um, If his intentions were never to propose, you should never um, tell a woman just what she wants to hear just because you know, you want to move forward. And I just feel like he, he kind of played her a little bit and it really wasn't fair. And, you know, you could tell he was nervous too. He had sweat stains, the size of pancakes when he came in, (laughs) he should have just changed his shirt. But um, (laughs) at the end of the day, he was so genuine and everyone fell in love with him for a reason. But yeah, I think that it's great that they were honest and Rachel was able to unlike to find this truth. Yeah, it's interesting. So because Rachel definitely implied when she heard talk to her friends and kind of was shocked, obviously, by this revelation that he might actually not be like picking out a, na- a ring with Neil Lane as we speak. Um, <laughs> and her friends were like, she doesn't want a boyfriend. She wants an engagement. She has it set in her mind. Yes. Um, and she did say, I'm not coming out of this, not engaged. Some people were saying, did it feel like Rachel just wanted to be engaged or, and it could be anyone, or is this more of a betrayal because she felt so confident that Avon was going to? I mean, I think it depends on who her heart is set on. You know, I feel like she did no matter what is the bachelorette. We see this time and time again, want everyone to love her, Mm -hmm. you know, like anytime a guy broke up with her, she was like blindsided and she was like, nobody likes me, you know, when we were on the cruise. And so every time, like even, even adding on to it, I think when they are not falling in love with her and are, aren't hundred percent committed, she's totally blindsided. But yeah, I think. I think she, yeah, of course, wants an engagement as the bachelorette and she probably sees it as a failure if she doesn't get that. But I th- I still think she loves Tony. I we've, we've been led this whole season to believe that they have the deepest connection. Yeah. If Avon proposed, I don't know. I don't know. if. What do you think? I think there is an argument to be made for it. The way the two of them fought, because they had like the same fight, um, Avon and Rachel over and over again was kind of like, Almost maybe like she was kind of just because she just kept saying, I want to be engaged. I want to be engaged. I want whatever. And right. he kept saying, well, I want to be with you. I want to be with you. So it looked kind of bad on her end. Like it was he I kept know. saying the right things almost, but not exactly. And I do get it. The pressure of being the bachelorette and also like, what if Gabby gets a proposal? And as you mentioned, Rachel hasn't really taken the 
any rejection very well. And I don't, I'm not faulting (laughs) her for it, but that's a clear thing that we've watched. I think no matter what though, like Rachel wanted the option. Like she wanted the option to pick the proposal or to pick her, her partner. And I feel like he took away the option for her. Mm. And she also, she clearly made it clear that she didn't like being in her opinion, kind of blindsided in front of her family. Like she walked and we watched her be like, oh, he's the reliable (laughs) one. Like we're still working on Tino because of his parents, even though I agree, I think she's liked him the best the whole time, but she's like, but Avon, I got him. And then for that rug to be taken out from under her, she was like, wait, what? And I don't know if it was Avon or just that rug being taken out from under her because as a viewer, I haven't been sold on this love story. Like her claims that he was the one she thought she was going to be with. I was like, since when? Like that is not, I don't, it's, and maybe they just left it on the cutting room floor. And that was just poor editing. Cause I had a hard time buying this a little bit, but it, it the, I think with Avon and his head headspace, some of the things he said, both on the live part and during their fights, from my understanding, what happened was he left his overnight date feeling really confident. And then he sat there for a week because she had to do the other ones. And by yeah. the time he went to meet her family, he kind of said that he knew that was when the doubts started to creep in and he didn't want to propose on this show. So he kind of backtracked and said, well, when I said I was ready to get engaged, I met in life which I was like, I guess that's different than I want to be engaged to you. I don't know if it actually is, but I think that's the, he was trying to rationalize it as that. And so when he told her that she was like, what are you talking about? And I think that he, the doubts came in because Tino was still there and had, he had a week to think about it. And I think that was his way of trying to like make what he was saying make sense when she was like, but you said it, but you said it, but you said it. I don't know if that even makes sense, but that's me trying to figure out what, what happened. No, it totally makes sense. And I think whenever you backtrack, it's just a cringeworthy moment. It's yes. like, we know what you really meant. Mm-hmm. And you're just like trying to rewrite history and rewriting history doesn't work in the bachelorette because we get to watch, we, we yes. saw it unfold. And so, um, he's really just like getting caught up on his words. Yeah. And he said, I got caught up in the process and she didn't like that. And she was like, what (laughs) do you mean? And she was like harping on everything he was saying. And he couldn't, he was talking in a circle. There was no way they were going to get out of this. Um, And he obviously left and they had a live reunion where he came out apologizing too. I thought it was interesting that both of these like hot seat confrontations on Rachel's end started with both guys being like, I'm sorry. And um, for her, that was the (laughs) dream because you have no idea what they're going to say to you at this live thing. A hundred percent. It's been like six months and they could have just been stewing at home, back, mm-hmm. like bad mouthing you to all their friends or to other contestants, which is like always their greatest fear is that everyone gangs up on them. But yeah, um, yeah I feel like he just wanted to, I mean, Avon is a good guy and he yeah. wanted to apologize. He didn't want to make her look bad. And she was a little overly sensitive being like, why are you yelling at me? And he's like, yeah. that was never my intention. And so I think once you're out of the moment and out of like being caught up in the emotions, like his logical side kicked in and was like, I'm, you know, I just want to apologize to your person. And you know, what was great is I think we all got the closure. They got a lot of closure that they probably wouldn't have in real life. Cause whenever you break up with someone in real life, you never see them again. Yeah. I feel like a lot more closure with these two than with the Zach situation, which I still don't totally get what happened behind closed doors, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to let it go. Everyone I'm struggling with it clearly. Um, but with Avon, it was interesting also that he kind of admitted he had regrets and he was like, I wish I told you the doubts before I met your family, which this, it would have ended the same way. She maybe just wouldn't have been as heartbroken or upset with him that he, she walked in front of her family and was like, he's amazing. It would have had a blow up in a different way. Cause there's no way to get out of this. If he's backtracking in any sense of the word, um, that she's going to take it well. So it would have ended like that. But I thought it was even interesting. He admitted, he called that a regret. Cause that makes me think, oh, like 
maybe he's not totally over her in some sense, just because he's admitting regret. Usually I feel like they like are quick to be like, not at all happened. Everything happens for a reason. He was like, maybe I should have taken her desire to be engaged more seriously. And that almost made me kind of feel a little more sympathy for Rachel. Cause I watching it at first was like, okay, she just never wanted Tino that bad. I mean, she wanted Tino. She never wanted Avon that badly. And she should have like, why is she harping on this so much? Like, just kind of let him like, we, you clearly want different things. Right. But then when he said, I should have taken your desire to get engaged more seriously, that made me think, oh, maybe she was right. And he did backtrack like it would that kind of validated it a little more for me, because when I was watching it, I was like, does she just want to be engaged? But I'm like, no, no, no. Maybe he did promise her because he apologized for it. Yeah, no, I think he did. And and um, it's so funny because if you saw their body chemistry and the recap show, I just felt like he was so into her. And me too. He, still, he was like, I just when she at the end, she was like, it was so good to see you, Avon. And he was like, thank you. I'm glad. Like, it's good to see you too. Yeah. And so it, it just meant so much to him and his cute little pearl necklace. He's always so stylish. And so I just really love that genuine moment. And I do think there's still feelings there and you never know. You never know. Cause well, we'll just, before we even talk about Gabby, let's just wrap <laughs> Rachel up with Tino, yeah. um, who again, it's been very hard to deny has not been her front runner. Who knew she was so in love with Avon, whatever. Um, yeah. but, and she's also was honest with her parents. Like did last night didn't go as expected with Avon after he left you guys. I'm nervous. Um, and Tino's parents hate me is what she <laughs> said. And I can't imagine her parents hearing that. Cause I feel like, I think about my parents have always talked to me about like, in-laws and the importance of like, you know, you can marry someone who's different from you, but make sure you have like guy, what you're going to do because there's going right. to be in-laws and people telling you whether it's religion or just not liking them. Like it's going to, you have to figure that out. You can get through it, but you have to figure oh. it out. And you could tell her parents were like, okay, well, we need to figure that out. <laughs> I mean, they started off on the wrong foot. She should never have led with, oh, his family hates me. Yeah. And like his dad was really mean to me because of course parents are going to be defensive. They're going to want to protect their daughter. And so I think, you know, big Tony was gonna, you know, give him a harder time. He loves everybody. Big Tony's like the sweetest He's guy clearly in the world. He's a soft day. I know. <laughs> Maybe just not Clayton. Yeah. And he ended up loving Tino, but yeah, I think that they were all really protective walking into the situation. Yeah. It was interesting. The conversation with big Tino, big Tino, and I'm so confused now, Tony, oh, big Tony, big Tony and Tino. No, I think I said, it. I don't know if you even said it. We're probably okay. messing their names up. Everybody knows what I'm talking about between Rachel's dad yeah. and Tino, it, like you said, went better than I thought. And it was interesting that Tino kind of was like, I only talked to my dad about sports. So I don't know why he was even weighing in on my like relationships. And I'm a thousand percent sure he, they're going to fall in love with her or whatever. And I was like, Oh, you only talked to your dad about sports. Um, interesting. And dad, Tino's dad has been very active on Facebook during the season. And he, um, clearly is not a fan of this program is all I'll say. Oh, really? Oh no. Yeah. He's just like the national nightmare will be over soon. Like he's making, and oh he's like gosh. making all these weird comments about luckily no one's on Facebook. I know just <laughs> like just bachelor Reddit. Like his three friends that and his friends him. are all like riled, get riling him up in the comments. Like this show is whatever. And it's like, can't imagine Tino likes that you're like, he'll, he kind of posts like watch the show, but then he's like, but don't really like it's these weird cryptic things. And it makes me think Tino and Rachel ain't together because this isn't them coming around on Rachel. If he's posting about the show on Facebook. I mean, that really sucks because we spent the whole entire season falling in love with Tino. And so it's kind of feels like it's coming out of the blue. I think we're mm -hmm. all getting this warning that a hurricane's coming. And I wish it was back to back nights. It's so annoying that we have to wait a week. Beyond, it doesn't make any sense that they're making us wait a week. That is a total <laughs> other programming note that I am. It, no, talk about getting out of it again. Like the Zach thing, 
I Again, agree. clearly I got worked up and so I got back into it. It doesn't take a lot for me, but as an audience, it is ridiculous right. to not. No, I'm ready to move on to Dancing with the Stars. I'm ready yes. to cheer Gabby on in her sparkly, tiny yes. dress. Totally. Give me paradise. Give yes. me give me the new, yeah, this feels like it's being dragged on for sure. Um, and then the promos for Tina and Rachel, I wonder when she's kind of yelling, like you said this would happen or like you you told me this wouldn't happen or whatever she's kind of getting at. I wonder if it's about the parents just because they've showed us so much about that. And I wonder if maybe she like during one of their happy couple things or whatever, he's like, yeah, by the way, my parents still hate you. And she like freaks out or if he doesn't propose because of the parents or if something comes back to the parents, because other than that, I feel like they haven't had any issues. I feel bad, but I think it makes the parents look really bad because I think so at too. The, because at the end of the day, their son is going to come to the conclusion he wants. If they're not meant to be Tino's an adult, he could put his big boy pants on and make mm-hmm. that decision himself. But they just look like they're, you know, on a witch hunt when Rachel hasn't even done anything. They didn't even ask her any genuine questions. And so it feels really just like they have a vendetta that, um, and they're angry against the world. And so I am just not really here for his parents. And I wish that they would just apologize. Cause I think it's just disrespectful to her and women who are trying to put themselves out there and, and Tino signed up for the show. They know what he signed up for. And if they're embarrassed by it, then they can keep that private to themselves. It's just, yes. I just feel really bad for Rachel and what she had to go through because she obviously was blindsided walking into it and it's dragging on and they're never going to resolve it. I know. I totally agree. And we've seen parents, it's rare, but we've seen a handful of parents who just opted out of being on the show. Melissa Rycroft, who won the damn thing back in the day, (laughs) Jason, her parents were like, no. And that makes more sense than kind of putting her on blast and mocking your son for choosing this. I just, I don't, I doesn't right. make any sense to me. Um, and Rachel's parents who clearly are protective, but then, you know, came her dad expressed concerns that she wants to travel. And he's obviously a contractor. You might be on a house for a long time, but he totally heard Tino out. He was like, tell me about it. Like, as long as you support my daughter, I support you. Like I was so pleasantly surprised with how Rachel's parents were not that I thought they were these bad people, but just the way they present, like, you know, big Tony, it, they really were nice to both of them and seemed to just want what was best for, for their daughter. And I also think it was telling, they showed Rachel and Gabby's faces during the convo with Tino and his mom, her mom, when he kept saying, they'll come around, they'll (sighs) come around. And I feel like their faces, Gabby looked like she wanted to just like kill Tino with her eyes. So I was like, it has to be about the parents. I'll be shocked if the fight is about something else. I mean, if they do the episode next week, I mean, I hate to say it, but I kind of want to see the parents and I want to, I want to see what their reaction is. I want to see them. Yes. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Like I would, not pay to see it, but I think it would be very entertaining. <laughs> and it's supposedly three hours, this finale. So oh if the gosh. parents aren't there, what are they giving us? <laughs> right. Seriously. So we already got our closure. There's only two guys left. I don't think we need for each one girl, one for each girl. I don't think we need three hours worth of anything if we're not getting closure with Joe and Sandy Franco. Yeah. And even if people walked away just dating and not engaged, I doubt we'll get an engagement because nobody seems ready. Oh my gosh. All these guys are so young or just not, I don't know why, what they thought they were signing up for. I mean, it's true because we go back to last week briefly. I mean, Jason and uh, Johnny and Gabby, they all, those breakups were also not for an engagement. And then that carries in. We see Gabby and Eric, great time with her family. Her grandpa's so cute. It's her dad and her aunt. He's like, I'm obsessed with her. I can't imagine my life without her. They're so happy. They only had to meet one guy, which totally makes sense. So great. She gets emotional talking about her mom, which she's been so open this whole time with. But then all of a sudden, 
it's like they're having another date and they're having a great time and we walk away to a dark corner and there's a meltdown. I couldn't even follow what happened there. He like whispers it too. He's like, yeah, I can't let's wait date. to, he's like, let's definitely date. Do you think and, he somehow thought she this wasn't here. on camera? I know. I, I think Gabby to her physical body language, like in that cute orange top, she was just like, kept trying to kiss him being like, stop talking. It's like you, I chose you. Like, yes. just, just do what I need you to do, please. We don't and need anything else. I don't play along. Like, I don't know. We, we just want to date. I chose you like validate me. She's like been heartbroken by her mom, abandoning her. Everyone's left. Like she, she can't go through much more. And yet he puts her through more. It's so true. And I think what's interesting is a huge thing about this show that always comes up every season is why would he, especially when it's the bachelorette, because that's when the guys are technically in charge also with the proposal in some sense where the girl says yes or no, but they are deciding whether to propose, which is part of a power dynamic, which is interesting, especially when the bachelorette's supposed to like be in charge. But I, uh, people always argue, why would a guy want to propose if they know that there's someone else in the picture or they know they could have maybe been intimate with someone else, which is a real life argument. But on this show is always like, a, well, you know what you signed up for, but also Eric's got no competition. What yes. are we worried about, buddy? I know he made all these excuses last week being like, you can't sleep with anybody else or yes. like, I'm really worried about it. And, and then, I mean, I don't know what really happened, but yeah. I don't think she slept with anybody else. And sounds no. like she didn't. And so, I mean, honestly, I hate to say it, Eric to me, He's never been my favorite. I always felt like he was playing games with her okay. because I just felt like he never really took this process seriously. Whenever I saw him in other episodes, I feel like he was very flippant or making everything a joke. And I know Gabby likes a sense of humor, but it just didn't really seem like he was taking this seriously to me. I will and say up until the hometown with his parents, I felt the same way. I didn't yeah, get yeah, it yeah. about him. Then with right. like meeting his dad and that was like very like emotional, but it has been interesting that he's, she's so clearly giving him all the signs of it's you. And then it literally became him. So this, any sort of backtrack now is confusing. I know. And I think we're just getting back to the original immature guy that I saw at the, we saw at the beginning and that's how I feel. And I agree. His hometown was like totally just, you know, a beautiful moment. And it was so sweet for his family to open up. And, you know, we, anyway, I just, I yeah. give, it just gave so much depth to him, but at totally. the same time, I think there's a wall up and I think there's this funny guy who tries to protect himself and I feel like he's going to hurt Gabby. And I think I'm just protective of Gabby. And that's why I'm saying this. Yeah, that's fair. And I think I did go back and watch this fight three times because, um, I'm a journalist and <laughs> yes. I was trying to figure out what went wrong and they are, you know, saying all these things to each other on the couch about how they're so excited for their future, for their future. And then they walk away. I almost feel like we missed something or they cut something out to make Gabby start kind of questioning him and asking him questions. Cause she is the one who says, I'm not proposing. I guess we have to see. And he's like, what does that mean? See? And she's like, well, I don't know. And then he says the thing about, I just want to date you. This isn't like normal. So it's kind of like she, she asked the questions and then he took the bait, but it's like, why did she even start asking those questions? It felt like they were just circling the drain and like shooting themselves in the foot. And I don't know why they did that. Cause they both did. And then she had a meltdown over the, you just want to date me with producers. And I do think that would be like a trigger word as a bachelorette. And I think we saw Rachel have that. We saw Gabby have it. There is part of it to be like, you should just, you know, be so happy if the guy really like loves you and wants to be with you, but they've been clear with their intentions this whole time. So love them or hate them. It's not like they're all of a sudden being like, I need the ring. It's a deal breaker. They've been pretty honest about the fact that it's a deal breaker. I, I, 
hate to say it, but I agree. I mean, they've said it since night one, like we're really ready for an engagement. Like that's what we're looking for. And if you're not looking for that, then let us know. And I feel like everyone just chickened out at the last minute. And when, when your feet are put to the fire, all these guys chicken out. And it's just, I think it's, it says something about commitment in general, but at the same time, you have to give them credit for being honest. So totally. I mean, there's two sides to every story. Yeah. And also like going on this show, I think I understand because the argument of why does it have to be an engagement? Why does it have to be an engagement? I totally get it. It's a couple of weeks. They barely know each other or whatever. Yeah. But engagement on the bachelor kind of means like we're committed to seeing this through. We're not going to get right. married on the live after the final rose. Like it's not actually, and I know some people want one proposal. I do get it. But by going on the bachelor, you have to have some sense of there's a chance I'm going to get engaged and you're not getting married the next day. It's not married at first sight. It's not love is blind. That's Sarah, legal documents. I agree, Sarah. <laughs> like this, this is what I tell everybody. I agree. Like just say yes to the free ring. It's it's, I think it's like making a sacrifice. Like if you love your partner, you know that you, they don't want to be embarrassed. Like you're, you know what? And if it doesn't work out, it's like, it's okay. Like nobody is, just because you have a broken off engagement, people aren't like, it's not, not the same as other, th exactly, yeah. you're not tainted. You can find somebody else. I don't know why people build yeah. it up, but I guess these guys that have like an extra week to think about things, they really stew. And I don't know who they're talking to, but it really changes their mind. Yeah, and you know what? The show, if, if it's not supposed to be about an engagement, then don't tell me Neil Lane's gonna be there every time because it is about an engagement. I'm sorry it is. I know it's I know. about finding love, but it's also about an engagement. But that's I, why we watch, I agree. Yeah. And it gives us something to like, to to hope for to believe in it's the fantasy and that's why they call fantasy suites like there's a whole illusion and there's a whole magic behind the bachelor that we come for yeah do you have final predictions my i think that it's pretty clear rachel and tino it's something's gonna happen it's gonna implode <laughs> yeah. and we're gonna have some heated confrontation but and i know garrett uh eric and gabby ended on a rocky note this episode but based on her face watching it all back i feel like they come out of this engaged. i know I know. I think they're really happy. And I, I think Eric is, if they're happy that that's all that matters, he seems like he's a really good guy. He's, you know, for her and that's awesome. So I think Eric and Gabby walk away dating. And okay. I think, um, Rachel, do you think Tino Rachel and Tino get engaged and then now are broke have broken up since? Yes. Okay. Me too. I feel like all those flashbacks look like they're like in their little house playing house, you know, after the show. Yeah, I think so too. Well, wow. I got really riled up about all of that. And I didn't know I had these strong feelings, but Kayla, thank you so much for helping me try to walk through them and process them. <laughs> of course, Sarah, I feel like you get me riled up. I'm ready for next week's episode. Like let's yeah. fast forward to Monday. It's like now all of a sudden we care and you're like, you're right. But it is, it, <laughs> yes. they, they do as much as some people on Twitter and everything were like, this episode was boring. I was like, and it was definitely too long. And when they said they were going over the, a lot of time, I was like, <laughs> okay, is this a joke? Like in what world? And we, this is not okay. But and then I was talking about it and like writing it down and going back and watching some of the scenes to get quotes. I was like, oh, like I actually am very invested and there's a lot of tears and there is a lot to debate of, you know, who is right, even though it doesn't matter. It, if you want to go into it, it's it's interesting to see how these things played out because it wasn't what I expected necessarily. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of layers, but at the end of the day, I think I'm just obsessed with Gabby and Rachel. I'm obsessed with having two bachelorettes. I think it was the best decision ever. And you know what? I just hope they find love.
Yeah, well, we'll find out and we'll tune in next week. You guys will obviously be here to break it all down and then Paradise will start. Kayla, if you watch Paradise and you have any thoughts, of course, you can come back anytime to recap with me. I always love talking to you. Would love it. And everyone can catch up with you on Instagram. There's always something going on there. You got it all going. You had the wedding content. Now you got <laughs> yeah. the house content. Anything else you wanted to throw out there? No, no. Just hanging out on Instagram and would love to see you guys there. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about this podcast, and come back every week for more Bachelor breakdowns. Thank you.